Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy Behemoth Podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host, and I'm so excited to have you here today listening. Wherever you are in the world, welcome, my gorgeous queen. I am so excited to be back on the mic. I did not record a podcast episode last week because I had a lot of things happen, and we're going to get into those things this episode, and I'm really excited to share. I'm not excited, but like I am I guess the word's eager, eager to share with you guys what's really been going on because my goal with this podcast is to keep it super real, authentic, and relatable because at the end of the day, I'm a human being as well and we all go through things in our life. And my goal is sharing my story and things that have been happening in the past just week or so is truly to help someone else who's maybe going through something similar and just feeling a little bit alone in the struggles. So before we get into what's happening. I know I'm getting a little vague right now, but I promise I'll get into it. Let's start off with our self-check-in because every week we have to start off with the self-check-in. You got to take some time for yourself, no matter where you are in your life right now, slow it down and see how you're feeling. Okay, so let's start off by just taking a nice deep inhale through your nose, fill up your lungs with lots of goodness, lots of love into your beautiful body. And then I want you to exhale, just sighing out, relaxing your shoulders out of your ears, relaxing your face. Just letting go. And now I want you to ask yourself, how am I feeling today on a scale of one to 10? 10 being I'm doing amazing, I'm thriving. One is we're not doing too hot. Now I want you to ask yourself, why do I feel like this? Something I've been learning lately is the power of really looking at your emotions and your feelings and figuring out the root cause of those feelings. Because emotions are, into the day, a signal from our body and our mind that something is either going really well or really wrong. So just start to think about that cause. Get real with yourself. And now I want you to think about how can I process? How can I process the cause? How can I really release it? How can I make my life a little bit better? Okay. Now, I want you to ask yourself, have I drank water in the past 30 minutes? You know the drill. Grab your water, even if you have drank some water. Let's cheers on three, two, one. Cheers to hydrating our hot, beautiful buds. Okay. Now, I want you to ask yourself, have I stood up in the past 60 minutes? If you haven't, stand up, shake out the legs, shake out the arms, get the blood flowing, and then sit back down. Two more questions. I want you to think about something that you truly, truly love about yourself. It could be inside, it could be outside. 
And I want you to just give yourself a big hug right now and tell yourself that compliment. Hype yourself, hype yourself up like a bestie and just feel that love. You deserve it. And our final question that is tied into our episode today is I want you to just think about something that you're currently struggling with in your life right now. Something that's been causing you just discomfort, pain, negative emotions. It could be anything, just a struggle. And I want you to just hold on to that struggle. And now I want you to think about what is the first step I can take today to turning my struggle into a strength? And I know that is a tricky question because maybe your struggles just doesn't feel like it could ever become a strength. But I want you to really think about what is something you can do today to make it a little bit more positive in your life. Maybe if you have a loss in your family, it could be simply taking yourself on a walk outside and just get, taking care of yourself because into the day, that's a win is taking care of yourself even in the hard times. Okay, let's get into our episode. Our episode is basically a life update, but also it's going to be just some tips and tricks I've been learning along the way. I've been really nervous to share, not nervous, but I feel like I've been a little hesitant to share what's been going on just because one, it's really heavy stuff. And two, I don't, I don't like making this podcast or any of my content sad. I don't want this to be sad. I want this to be a light, happy, bright place. And I do believe that even in the dark times, in the heavier times, there is still light. And that is the beautiful thing about Jesus and God. And I've really been tapping into my faith during this hard time because I've been finding so much light and joy even in even in the thick of it. And we'll get more into that. So let's do this thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. Hopefully I won't cry. But I posted this I posted an Instagram post, I think that was last Tuesday night. And I was in the ER. It was like 10 p.m. And I hadn't shared anywhere on social media yet, but I was 11 weeks pregnant and I, what day is today? It's Monday. (laughs) It's whole week's been a blur. Okay, so last Friday, not this past Friday, but the Friday before, so a little over a week ago, I started having some spotting. And also just FYI, I'm going to be very TMI because we don't hold back here. So I had I started having spotting and I hadn't been having any bleeding or anything like that since I was pregnant. The only symptom that was really negative, I guess, was I was having such bad morning sickness for the first several weeks or so of my pregnancy. It was like, it was actually kind of became a funny thing because it turned into my morning routine and I would joke about my pregnancy morning routine because I would wake up, immediately sit up, chug water, stand up, and then immediately throw up. And then I felt amazing. And then I would continue my day, eat some food. And, but it was on the days when I didn't, I didn't throw up. I felt, (laughs) I felt terrible all day, super nauseous all day. So it turned into my pregnancy morning routine with morning sickness. But other than that, it was a really smooth pregnancy and I found out I was pregnant. It was when I was in Colorado, actually. I don't know if you guys remember, but I went to a podcast conference in Denver and I, it's so funny. I always, like every single month I thought I was pregnant. 
like my period would be, I'd feel like I was getting my period and then I wouldn't get it. It'd be like one day past the day I thought I was going to get it and then I'd get it and I wasn't pregnant. But literally every single month I thought I was pregnant. This month, for some reason, I was confident that I was not pregnant. I went to this conference. I was, I've had all the PMS symptoms. I was, I was drinking a lot of coffee because coffee in Colorado is really good, you guys. I was getting nitro cold brews. I was doing all the things that you're not supposed to do when you are pregnant because I had no idea I was pregnant. And so anyways, I ended up going to Breckenridge from Denver to see John's family. They were staying there. We went on a hike. And I noticed that my body felt really different. I felt way more tired. I felt like the hike was a lot. And at this point, I was like four or five days late. And usually my period, like I said, is only a day or two late, if late at all. And so I started thinking, I was like, am I pregnant? And I started to freak out. I'm not going to lie. I started to freak out because I just been to this podcast conference. I was in girl boss mode. I was like, we're going to be a boss babe entrepreneur this year. I have all these ideas, all these things I want to do, in-person events, blah, blah, blah. I don't have time to be pregnant right now. I am planning a wedding. I'm, I'm going to my bachelorette party the following weekend. I, it was me, me, me. That was what was running through my head. And I cried a lot because I was really scared. I was, I'm 20, I was 23 at the time. I'm 24 now. And I felt really young. Me and John got married in April. So freshly married, we eloped if you didn't know that. And then we are planning our wedding celebration in November, November 11. So it's coming up. And I didn't know what to think. I was like, God, I trust you with this timing, but I'm, I'm scared. (laughs) I don't know what's to come. So fast forward, it's Monday. We get back from Colorado. I take three pregnancy tests. They're all pregnant. And I'm like, I'm, I'm honestly so excited because like I said, the week leading up to it, I really was processing the whole idea of being pregnant. I had ups and downs. I was really upset then really happy, upset, happy, all the jazz. I get the pregnancy test. I'm super happy, but there's still like a little bit of fear, you know, a little bit of what's going to happen next. So that week, I still have the highs and lows. I'm still upset. I'm still happy. All the things. Processing. It's natural. It's natural. It's human. And I had my bachelorette party that following weekend. <laughs> and that's when the nausea really started to hit was on that, my bachelorette party. And I didn't tell anybody I was pregnant except for my sister because I drove her to, we were in Seaside for the bachelorette party. So we drove like eight hours. And I knew if I didn't tell Abby that she'd be so confused because I was so nauseous and I literally kept saying, I feel like I'm going to throw up. I need to eat something. And I finally was like, I can't, I can't, I'm the type of person that when I feel sick, I can't hold it in and can't keep it to myself. I had to tell someone I felt sick and I was like, Abby, I'm pregnant. This is what's happening. And she was so caught off guard. She's like, wait, what? It was five in the morning. (laughs) And anyways, it was a really sweet moment and it was really cool because I was nervous to tell her she's my big sister and I don't know. But anyways, I ended up telling people on my bachelorette party because the final night of the party, I was still processing you guys and I just like had a little moment. I was really tired. I was kind of grumpy and I feel like I wasn't really nice to my friends. So I ended up going to bed early. Everyone thought I was mad at them. And the next day I had to tell everyone what was really going on because I'm like the worst person hiding, keeping things secret that's going on in my life. I'm such an open book. And I knew if I didn't tell my friends, I'd be so confused and truly think that I hated them. So I was like, okay, we're going to tell them what's happening. 
and obviously everyone was like really excited for me but as you can see it was a bit of a rough start it was <laughs> a lot of highs and lows a lot of emotions hormones were changing fast and I just didn't really know what to think quick water break but anyways as the pregnancy went on I really really warmed up to it I honestly fell in love with being pregnant it felt so it felt so right it felt so it felt so feminine and it's the coolest thing because I feel like I operate a lot in masculine energy just because I'm so entrepreneur kind of like I'm very entrepreneurial I always have ideas floating through my mind about different things I could do with my business I'm very like that's kind of how I've always been my entire life and it was such a cool thing to have this just feminine maternal energy in my body and it slowed me down so much I was sleeping in I stopped setting an alarm in the morning I just let my body do its thing and I slowed down in how hard I was working on my business and really prioritizing taking care of myself and taking care of the baby and it just became something I loved even though I was sick in the mornings like I told you my pregnancy morning routine I really loved it and I was really excited to have a baby and it was cool because one of my best friends here she's actually due any day now and so we're living like two streets apart and I was like this is gonna be amazing we're gonna have our babies less than a year apart and then I found out two of my other friends are pregnant here and I was so excited you guys and it was there's been even more stuff I mean we had like like our new house we bought we were painting it right before I went to Colorado and obviously it's not good to paint and inhale fumes when you're pregnant so when I were in Colorado I was already overwhelmed with the painting job as is planning a wedding running a business all the stuff and I found out my friend her husband started a painting company and I just by fluke chance I mean I know the Lord put this on my Instagram story for a reason I opened my Instagram stories I never look at Instagram stories and I saw that he had opened he started a company and we we're like hey is there any way you can paint our house and they were able to and I was like this is a blessing from the Lord I just know it like he's this whole pregnancy is so his will and we surrendered everything to him like we're trusting him and so it was just so many things happened you guys that made me think like this pregnancy it it's it's gonna happen but I will say part of me was afraid part of me was scared that something was gonna happen to the baby and I kind of skipped a part of the story but leading up to the pregnancy before I even knew I was pregnant I kept seeing on my Instagram all these posts about miscarriages and it kind of freaked me out you guys I if you listen to the podcast you know I'm a believer and I was like casting things out of my social media I was like get out in Jesus name like that has no no place here all these fear-based posts all this stuff like why am I seeing this and now looking back I know why I mean the enemy was trying to scare me but I think that had a bit of that seed was planted a little bit and I was afraid and so fast forward this is a long story fast forward it's 11 weeks have gone by and I started having the spotting at first I thought it was normal I looked it up on google and everything was fine they were like this is normal also I hadn't been to the doctor yet because this is a whole random side note my insurance here randomly just like 
no one takes it except for one place and they only the OBGYN could only get me in a month after I called to book the appointment so it was a really looking back I'm, I'm definitely changing the insurance but it was I was waiting for my doctor I still hadn't had the first appointment so I had no one to talk to and that was what was really hard about it is when I started bleeding I didn't know what to do so anyways fast forward we call the bleeding hasn't stopped. It's over 24 hours at this point and it's still very light. I'm still like, I think we're fine. Everything's good. I'm praying. I'm like praying for protection over the baby, all this stuff. And we end up calling John's mom who knows a lot about just medical stuff. And we're telling her what's happening. And she's like, you guys need to go to the ER. That's not normal. And at this point, my heart sinks into the bottom of my stomach. I had this, the worst feeling. I was like, oh my gosh, is something actually gonna happen to the baby? And I feel like the mother bear inside of me, I was just like, nothing's gonna happen, this can't be. Like I'm, I was in full denial, I'm crying. So we go to the ER and we're there. Oh my gosh, this is on last Friday night. I don't even know how long we were there for, but they end up doing two ultrasounds on me and we're waiting an hour between each ultrasound for results. The first one, they didn't see anything. The second one, and this is just like, is so painful even thinking about, but the, the second one, I remember we were doing it and we heard this noise and John goes, is that the heartbeat of the baby? And the doctor was like, no, that's just blood flowing. And we were so excited. We wanted to see the baby so bad because we hadn't seen it yet. And we're like, the appointment was supposed to be literally the next week. Quick water break. <laughs> But we end up doing the ultrasound. I'm still feeling hopeful. At this point, the anxiety has gone away. I'm praying. I feel peace. And then the doctor comes in. And we'd ordered Domino's pizza because we'd been there for so long. <laughs> so we were eating our pizza. And uh, that's like the worst, the worst night. The doctor comes in and he's like, hey, so... I don't have the greatest news and I immediately put my slice of pizza in the box and my napkin over it and I'm like oh no and he's like we couldn't hear the heartbeat of your baby those words are like the worst <laughs> to hear as a mom to be and my heart truly goes out to anyone who's heard those words before it is so painful and I just went numb inside truly I felt nothing I was just in shock and I wanted to bawl my eyes out but at the same time I was like Callie just just don't be strong, like all this stuff. And I just, in the, as a result, felt absolute just numbness. And I just felt my heart sink. And he's like, the heartbeat, it could, the, the baby could still be alive, but the odds are looking slim because you're, there, I don't know, some hormone or whatever wasn't there. But he's like, we're going to monitor this, blah, blah, blah. And anyways, fast forward at this point, the next day is Saturday. I literally was bawling my eyes out on Friday night, Saturday night, or Saturday morning, bawling my eyes out. I taught, by the grace of God, I taught a live Pilates class without sobbing. We prayed before, and I don't know how I got through that class, you guys, but it was, it made me so much happier taking the class. I felt so much just brighter, and that's just the power of movement in itself there. Movement really does boost the mood, and in that moment, I was like, I love teaching. This is my, this is my calling. I love this so much. But it was still really tough. And Saturday night then, we had friends over for dinner. Oh my gosh, you guys. And I started to feel 
more crampy than I'd been feeling. The spotting had still been going on at this point. I started to feel more crampy and I went to the restroom and uh, there was more blood and I realized I'd had, the miscarriage had started and it was so hard. We'd been praying all day. We'd been declaring truth and life over the baby, worshiping all those things. And this made me so upset at God, you guys. I truly felt like he stopped loving me. And I had said that on Sunday morning, the next day I said in the car, I was like, John, I don't, I don't know if God loves me anymore. And in that moment, I get this text from my friend, one of the girls who went on the bachelorette party with me, who I wasn't even sure if she liked me anymore after everything that happened. (laughs) I get this text from her. I had, I literally like hadn't texted her in a while. So this is out of nowhere. This is right after I said that statement. She texts me and she's like, she sends me a devotional that she'd read that day that brought her so much peace. She like distinctly said, this brought me so much peace. And in that moment, I was like, God hasn't left me. God does love me. He literally put me on my friend's heart to text me out of nowhere and send me this. And so that lie that the enemy put in my head that God stopped loving me, that wasn't true. And that was disproved. And then that day, that same day, we're so we were driving to church when that happened. We we're two hours late to church, two hours. So we literally missed the entire service. But we're like, let's still go in there. There's a prayer team. Maybe they can pray over us. And maybe there's a chance, you know? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. There's like, maybe there'll be like a miracle or something. We get there. It's our church's 10th anniversary. There was no prayer team that day. They had a food cart, a food truck celebration instead. And I look at John and I'm like, let's just go home. I can't do this. And he's like, no, no, no. Like we need to stay. And I was like, I don't want to be here. (laughs) And so anyways, as we're just like standing at the entry of the church, just kind of like, what do we do now? We see these two, two friends 
that we had met two weeks ago and I told her I was pregnant and they had been so excited, all these things. And they come over to us and the girl's like, hey, how, how is everything? And I literally just broke down sobbing. I was bawling my eyes out over her. <laughs> it was just like a snotty sob moment. <laughs> and she was just like, it was such a godsend. I mean, you guys, this church, it's not like a tiny church. They, I don't even know where they came from, these two people, but they ended up praying over us. And it was just like, I felt so loved in that moment by our community and by the Lord. And then my other friend all of a sudden showed up where we were and she prayed over us and she cried with us. And then we went and got food truck food and more people prayed over us and gave us encouragement. And it was just, you guys, it was a moment I will never forget because even in the midst of such pain and grief and loss and darkness our community was still there for us and God was still there for us and loved us and was speaking through people and was just providing us so much peace and comfort and I literally felt just such a weight lift off of me that day it was such a pivotal moment for me and in the past when I've dealt with grief and I've dealt with breakups or whatever, painful moments in life, my immediate reaction was I need to leave this place where I am. I cannot be here and I have to, I have to numb this. I have to escape. I can't feel these feelings right now. Like this is too much. Every single breakup, not, I think most breakups, honestly, <laughs> I would either fly to a different city and go party go vape, go do whatever, and just numb how I was feeling. And this time on Sunday, I woke up and I was like, John, I have to go to Miami. I have to go back to my college. I just, I can't be here. I just have to leave. And he was like, no, I want to go to church with you. And I think it'll be really good for us. And I was like, I don't want to. And I was just being so like, I just, I wanted to leave you guys. But truly just being in our community and going through the hard times with people who we love it was like oh my gosh like I understand now why it's so important to have a community have friends and go through things people and let people into your life like I've opened up about this before but when I was struggling last year this time last year in New York City I shut myself away from everybody. I didn't tell anyone what was really going on. I would just cry by myself. I didn't want to see anyone. When I saw anyone, I would pretend everything was fine. And I'm learning that it's okay and it's healthy to show negative emotions around your friends and to really show them what's going on in your life. Like maybe you're not going through exactly what I'm going through, but maybe you're experiencing pain right now in your life or you're going through a breakup or you're just having a hard time with your mental health, like let your friends in, let God in, don't run away from it because running away, the problem is never going to leave unless you really process it. And I learned that last year. I learned it by going on a road trip across the country, trying to run away from my pain and my feelings. And they still were following me and they caught up. So that's something I learned this past week is I have to process. And after Sunday was Monday, obviously, and then Tuesday, I started having severe pain again. Well, I hadn't had severe pain yet. Like 
severe pain, cramps that were not cramps, like they were contractions, birthing pains, literally. I was in my house screaming in pain, like actually screaming. I think my neighbors probably heard me and probably thought something was happening, but I was like, I don't want to go to the ER. We've already been. And I was trying everything to just suck it up, but I ended up being like, John, like we, I, I can't, I, ha- I have to go. Like something's wrong. I think I'm like actually dying. <laughs> I literally thought I was dying how much pain I, I was. I'd never been in that much pain in my entire life. And I've been in some pretty intense pain before from skating injuries, but regardless, we get there, they rush us in and this, praise the Lord, this ER was so fast. Every single time we went, it was like, they got me in. It was fast, you guys. They got, they got me on these like insane pain meds and finally the pain just went away. And I was there. That's when I posted the the Instagram. I was like, I need to let people know on my socials what's happening. And this is also what's been hard is specifically on social media, I feel like I used to be really good at letting people in my life on my life and for some reason it's like hard for me now it feels hard for me sometimes to be really vulnerable and open on social media I think it's the weirdest concept I think it's because I know a lot of people who I'm close to follow me and will see it it's just the weirdest thing but anyways that's a whole other side note but I was having a hard time actually like knowing when to open up on social media and I wanted to do it when I was ready but I also wanted to be real with you guys and because that is my mission. I don't want to be fake. I don't want to be fake on this platform because people need to know realness. People need to see what's really happening in people's lives. And I, I don't want someone going through the same thing to feel so alone. Anyways, I finally posted. I felt like it was time. And that's when, yeah, that's when I posted. But then anyways, I get out of the ER. They told me they were going to probably have to give me for two to three days. Praise the Lord. They got me out of there. They just charged me. I mean, we were praying that everything was fine and the blood work came back fine. I looked healthy, all was well, but they gave me this medication that apparently, because I miscarriage was far along, like I, I wasn't, I think it's usually eight weeks or less. Usually this doesn't happen, but because I was 11 weeks, sometimes they have to do different procedures to make sure all the tissue and everything gets out. So there's not an infection or anything like that. So I was praying that wouldn't have to happen, but they gave me a medication that would help flush things out, but was apparently super freaking painful. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to have to deal with this pain again. And I just hoped that night that everything was flushed out. But unfortunately they did ultrasound again on Wednesday because I went to the OBGYM. You're getting like a full, a full story of my medical history, I feel like, but I went to the OBGYN and they were like, let's do an ultrasound. I went to the ultrasound again. It was the same guy I'd had on Friday, which was really weird and trippy. I was like, this is weird. I'm back at the same ultrasound I was at when I was at the ER on Friday and it's the same person, but I'm not in, I'm not like, it was just weird anyways. Talk about, talk about deja vu moments. But fast forward, I get the results back on Thursday that I unfortunately have to take the medication or I can do this other procedure called like a DNC, which is apparently horrible. And I'm like, I don't really want to do the DNC. That sounds kind of invasive. (laughs) I've already had a lot of just trauma (laughs) this week. So I'm like, okay, let's take the meds. You know, it can't be that painful, right? I was already in the worst pain of my life on Tuesday. I was wrong. (laughs) Fast forward, it's four or five hours into the medication. They prescribed me a pain med, a really strong pain med 
and I took it with the medication as I started to feel cramping coming on. It hit me like a brick, you guys. The pain, again, hit me so hard. I was, once again, screaming in pain, trying to watch Gilmore Girls, and I was like, I just, I can't focus on Gilmore Girls. Like, I feel like I'm dying again. So, we go back to the ER, back to our besties at the ER, (laughs) and they, once again, give me pain meds. This time, they have to give me another double dose, baby, double dose. I was like, this is insane. We're watching River Monsters, if you know what that is, on the TV for probably four hours in the hospital. They do another ultrasound, and comes back finally everything is flushed out and i don't have to go back to the obgyn for another week and then i do blood work again until the hormone level goes all the way down but you guys it has been it's been a week and i'm sharing this stuff truly not to have pity but to show you that i'm a human and that if you're going through something like this i'm with you i have gone through it too and it is it is so confusing sometimes why God let th- lets things like this happen. That was a question I've always wondered is why does God let babies die? And I still don't have the answer to that question. I'm still in the happening right now. I'm still I'm still dabbling with processing it all. I'm trying to learn how I think the hardest thing with the whole thing, aside from loss and grief, is learning to forgive myself. Because my initial reaction to the whole situation was, what did I do wrong? And the doctor told me, you did nothing wrong, Callie. Things like this sometimes just happen. And I've been having to learn to look at my body with love, to look at her as a strong body, as a temple, not as a body that was not able to be a safe place for her baby because it was it was a safe place but there's still those thoughts you know that run through my mind that are trying to make me feel guilty or shame or like I wasn't enough or that I wasn't a good mom and so I'm working on that right now and if anyone has any tips for how to really love yourself after something like this happens please let me know I am thankfully taking a course right now at my church called Inner Healing and I learned last night how to really forgive, to actually forgive and I'd love to do a podcast episode on this at some point because I have always wondered how do I really know if I've forgiven someone but this morning in my journal, I've also been journaling a lot lately to process things and I realized like I need to forgive myself for this and I hadn't forgiven myself and I I think I forgave myself this morning, but I know I think there might still be more I need to forgive myself for. So that's been a whole process in itself. But even through the toughness and the pain, I know that God is using this for a really cool thing already. I mean, already there's been so many beautiful healing in family that's come from this. There's been just so many friendships has grown stronger. There's been, I mean, even the fact that I'm getting to share this with you guys, like this is reaching like thousands of people. I mean, that's so cool to me. The Lord is using a story that maybe is really painful to help someone going through it who maybe feels hopeless in this moment. And for the girl who's feeling hopeless in her life right now, I want you to know that there is hope and that 
even in the hardest times of life when it feels like it's impossible to keep moving forward like god already knows what's going to happen in your life and he is not going to leave you in the dark valley i mean there's literally a verse psalm i think it's psalm 23 that whole chapter it's even in the valleys of the even in the valleys and the shadows of death i will not leave you he i think that's what the verse is he is literally our shepherd and he's walking with in life with us and something I'm realizing I'm learning through this is when Jesus died on the cross, he took not only our sins, but he felt our grief. He felt our pain. He knows how painful things are that we're going through in our life. He already knows. He knows how I feel so deeply. Exactly. He knows exactly how I feel. I'm not in this by myself. And that's something that's been really comforting is realizing Jesus already knows how I feel. He already knows the pain. He's already taken my pain on and when I'm feeling pain, when I'm feeling hopeless, when I'm feeling sad, like leaning in on him and just being like, God, like I release this to you. I need you. That's been so comforting for me. And oh, you guys, I, another thing I heard that was really encouraging was one, one lady who had several miscarriages told me, she was like, you know, it really helped me to see this situation from a different perspective instead of I lost my baby it's I got to carry my baby for 11 weeks I got to be a mom for 11 weeks what a blessing I mean there are so many people out there that never never are pregnant and struggle to get pregnant and I don't want to sit there and not be grateful for the moment that I got to have and yeah, it's hard, but I'm really thankful. And I had a vision from the Lord. I had two visions, you guys. One vision the week before everything happened. I was still pregnant at the time. I had a vision of this girl. I was walking along a golden path with Jesus in heaven. And all of a sudden he stopped and a little girl was holding onto his leg. She had dark brown hair. She was literally adorable, probably five years old. So cute. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I having a girl? She's so cute. And then the next week, the Sunday after the miscarriage started, I had a, another vision in, I was in inner healing class when this happened. I was in heaven again and it was the same path and Jesus was there. And then next to Jesus was the same exact girl dancing doing the cutest little leaps and twirls she was so happy and the lord told me her name and her name is rose and oh my gosh it was just so beautiful and i just knew that was my daughter and the next day so me and john are young life leaders for this it's an organization called young life they brought us flowers and olive garden and the flowers they brought us the next day, you guys, were roses, all of them. Because I was thinking, like, maybe I just made that vision up in my head, you know? No, I did not. It was literally from the Lord. And the fact that there were roses of all flowers that they could have brought us were roses. I was like, this is beautiful. And so that's the story. That's the story of what's been happening. It's been really tough, but... I'm still in the happening, you guys. And I know eventually, hopefully ever, maybe not, I will understand better why this happened. I'm really excited to be a mom one day. And I know I'm going to be a mom eventually. I just know it. But 
truly, if you're going through something similar, if you're experiencing grief or loss or pain or just whatever, whatever is happening in your life, like, please know you're not alone. Please know that I am here for you. And we have a group chat now for our Healthy Be Human listeners. So I'll have the link below for you to join if you want to. And we have a little virtual Bible study we started. We're reading the book of Hebrews right now, which is a really, really cool book in the Bible. So please join that. And whether or not you're a Christian or a believer, like you're welcome to join. And it's just a beautiful, welcoming, loving community of people all over the place. And you guys, I hope next week's podcast is a little bit lighter, but my intention with this podcast truly is to help someone and to bring some hope and light into their day. Because even though the situation has been tough, there's still been beautiful moments. There's still been light. I feel like my faith, the Lord's grown closer. I've gotten closer to John through the whole thing. And I feel like I'm really have also grown closer to my community where I live, which has been such a beautiful thing to experience. So I'm counting my blessings and I'm going to Texas today for just a little little retreat and I'm gonna have just some journaling all week and just I'm gonna be in in the middle of nature just spending time with the Lord reading some books slowing down and really processing what's been going on so love you guys and I will see you next week have the best day and stay healthy be human I love you and I will see you next time oh one more thing you guys the merch came in and the sweatshirt's the cutest thing ever so stay tuned for that but yeah I will see you next time have the best day and keeping amazing Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.